Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Yeah. Sexual abuse of any sort 
that is why we're here tonight, and we don't make any beef about it. We don't try to make it seem like it's something easy to get out of. We try to use our time wisely in being able to educate the public that are listening about the horrors of not only abuse, but also being able to lead them to a place where healing begins. That's why the show is called Hope and Healing. Hopefully something that we will say tonight or some something that one of our guests will say tonight will be a source of hope and healing to each and every one of you tonight. So that's the way that you can reach us once again. Area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That is the way that you can reach us tonight. And also, don't forget, you can also email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That is the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. And we're so glad to have each of you to join us tonight. Each and every one of you are special. Each and every one of you, your opinion counts. Each and every one of you, I'm looking so forward to you being a part of what is happening here tonight on the Soul of America Radio. Now, we've reached out. We've had just a little technical difficulties for some of the people uh, that we've tried to reach out to tonight. There are a lot of things that have gone out there. We uh, trust that everyone got our notification on tonight concerning the show. And uh, as the show is beginning to start even now, I want to just say to you that regardless of what situation you're in, regardless of what hurt, what pain, whether it be abandonment, whether it be rejection, whether it be loss, or whatever it may be, there is a place of hope. And that's the place that we want to get you to, the place of hope and the place of healing. And even tonight, I I want to just kind of start off the show just a little unusual, but I want to reach out to a few people that are out there that are listening to us tonight. And uh, they're listening to us out there. They're from the Facebook page, Destiny by Choice 2. That's Destiny by Choice Fellowship. And I want to reach out to them tonight because it's very important to them. And I, I just want you to know that, you are in my prayers as they send in their prayer requests to us. And I want Diane, Diane, you're out there, and I want you to know, Diane Walker, that, that we're praying for you, and we're praying for your strength. We're praying for the strength of your very close friend who lost a father. And I understand the fact that uh, not only did uh, this uh, uh, individual lose their father, but they just lost another family, a family member um, uh, back in March And so they've had back-to-back losses And so often we have to understand That we are the instrument that God uses In order to bring healing Sometimes we're the instrument that God uses In order to be there for others And so as an instrument of God Let me say something to you And for all of our listeners Sometimes it's not a matter of how many words that we can say But never underestimate the power of presence The power of presence And your very presence there Your very demeanor there The very fact that they know that you're there Makes a big difference to each and every one That is dealing with loss right now So the power of presence is so incredibly important And so as we stand with you today We stand with you Then we pray that the peace of God Will comfort them And that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding Will will, will keep their hearts and their minds Through Christ Jesus And that is our prayer tonight That that's what will take place There with your friends and loved ones And we just want you to know that We here are, are mindful of them And we're praying for them and we have them on our mind. We have them in our spirit as well. And I want to say also, as as I continue to pray here, and I don't want to overlook this, uh, uh, Evelyn, uh, Evelyn out there, Frederick, just know that we're praying for you as well. 
We are praying for you. We're praying that God will not only bring forth healing to your body, but healing to your soul and mind, and that he will give you strength, even at this very crucial hour. Uh, we understand that even in this hour that, you, that you've that you lost a family member today, that you've lost a, a brother, I believe it is, and we just want you to know that we are praying for you. And that is what we do. That is what Hope and Healing is all about. You know, whether it's the loss to domestic violence, abuse, whether it's rejection, abandonment, whether it's divorce, whether it's spiritual abuse, there are so many things that we can talk about because spiritual abuse is something that happens as well. There's no hurt like a church hurt. There's no hurt like a spiritual hurt because there's so much there's so much that we put into our spiritual uh, our spiritual investment is so great and when that is uh, damaged and when that has been compromised, believe me, it is more than a notion to bring forth healing. So I want to make sure that we're hearing that tonight in so many ways. So as you're listening tonight, Eric 323-784-9638. That's Eric 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. You can listen in at that number, or if you desire to say anything, comment a question, simply hit the number one on your keypad. The number one on your keypad will let our producer know that you desire to say something or have a comment, and we'll get you right on the air way tonight. You know, I trust that everyone had a great weekend. Uh, this is the time of year where we have celebrations and graduations and all kind of commencement services that are happening. It's a very high time of the year, and yet it's still this time seems to be heightened with so many other things that are happening. Uh, people dealing with uh, hurt, uh, people dealing with the memory and the anniversary or commemorating uh, the time when they have lost a loved one due to violence or due to hurt. Or pain, and and even as I'm talking tonight, I, I just want to reach out and pray for those families out in Oklahoma, over 37 that has been killed due to this monster tornado that has taken place there. People, it's time to find a place where we can pray and believe God for hope and healing in the lives of so many people. And what happens when a person feels trapped? Have you ever felt trapped before? Have you ever felt that this is the end? Have you ever felt that you've been pulled into a dark hole or a dark circle and there was no way out? That is the testimony of so many people that have been overwhelmed with problems, whether those problems are sickness, whether it's in their health, whether it's in their marriage or relationship, whether it's inside of their finances. When you feel hopeless and overwhelmed there, it is a dark hole and a place that people find themselves. But I'm here to pronounce tonight that there is hope and there is healing. And tonight we come together collectively because of the fact we know that there's a place of hope and healing. And I want to raise that awareness tonight that that place of hope and healing is yours. That place of hope and healing is that place where you can begin again. It is that place where you can start all over. It is that place where you can be engaged and reinvigorated. It is that place where you can begin to find life again and that you can break the bondages and the chains of your past. And that is what this show is all about. It is about hope and healing. Hope and healing tonight. So I hope tonight that you would tell someone, email someone, inter- I mean text someone, let them know that hope and healing is on the airway and that we're here tonight because, in fact, we want to see people renewed, restored, and making their way to that journey to, to healing and that journey to wholeness. And that is so crucially important in this day and time. I thought about tonight. What is it that I really want to focus on tonight? And as always, the show is always open to you. It's always open to your comments and something that you want to share. But I thought about tonight, let's talk about leaving. What happens? Let's talk about leaving an abusive relationship. How do we start 
Where do we start? When is the right time to start? Where will we go? Who will listen to us? Who will be out there for us? Who will even believe us? Every one of those questions are questions that victims find themselves in so many times. And there are so many different situations that, that may depict what happened and what choices they made. It may have a lot. It may have a lot to do with the situation. How long have the abuse been going on? Whether or not this person is is their husband or wife, or whether or not this person has children with this individual, whether or not this person has been in this place a long time, whether or not this person have attempted to leave before or not, whatever the situation is, leaving an abusive relationship is not always easy. No, I'm not pulling in punches tonight. Leaving is not always easy. We must understand as much as a person on the outside can say, why don't they just leave? Well, if you ever thought of it, it was that easy to do, everyone would leave. But the reality is there are so many challenges inside of a leaving an abusive relationship, and it doesn't happen overnight for many people. And so we're going to talk a little bit about tonight about when to leave, how to leave. And those of you that have ever left an abusive relationship, I would love for you to chime in and to share. And because someone is listening tonight who's pondering those very questions, how do I leave? How do I get out of this? I feel stuck. I feel trapped. How do I survive what I'm going through? How do I come out of this situation, this dilemma? How do I find myself in a place where I can begin to begin again? So that's a very important question. How do I leave? When do I leave? Where do I go? Will anyone be there for me? And that is so important. First and foremost, I want to say that when a person decides to leave, it must be their choice when they leave. Because, in fact, they can't leave necessarily when you say it's time for them to leave. One of the worst signs to possibly try to leave is once there's just been a very explosive episode. Perhaps it has escalated to a point. And now the individual feels like their danger has gotten greater. But is it safe to leave right then? Or should it be a calculated time that you wait? A calculated time that you begin to put together a safety plan. When you begin to start trying to put things in order, when you have copies of your driver's license and copies of birth certificates and medical records and and all those things that you will need, when you have copies of things that you will need in order to start over again, do you have the things that you need in order to uh, be able to get prescriptions filled and medication and all of those things, financial information and financial institution information has to oftentimes be uh, changed over. So when it's time to leave, there are so many variances that are there. Where do I go? Do I have enough money? Who will take care of me? How will I make it? What will I do about my children? What will I do about transportation? All of these things that are barriers there, and I wonder how often we have this conversation around this. You're listening tonight to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad you join us. You can reach me at area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. You can listen in, or if you desire to have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so very glad to get you in. And right on the other side of the break, we will be taking your call. Stay tuned. Hold on. Hope and Healing. We'll be right back.
back to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to J.R. Sacred, Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness, right here on the one and only Soul of America Radio. We'll be right back. This is the one and only Soul. New programming coming up on the Soul of America Radio. Go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Hello, this is Tony Starling, founder and CEO of the Soul of America Radio. I wanted to take this time to thank you for your patience as we went through a period of time where we did not broadcast for probably about a month. We had some technical issues that we have since worked out, and now we are ready to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. Tonight's program is J.R. Ziegler, who brings you Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We have more programming coming up, brand new shows, I promise you that, but you stay tuned right here on the Soul of America Radio, and thank you for all of the wonderful correspondence through cards, emails, and everything else we received, saying that you want us back. We are back. This is the one and only Soar. And now here's your host, J.R. Sigler. Father is greater than the fact of the abuse itself. 
for whatever reason, as they reflect back on their own upbringing, their own situation, perhaps the emptiness that they felt that was left, uh, uh, they were left bearing because they did not have a father around, and perhaps they don't want this to be the same fate of their child. So many ways they compromise and, and say, I'm going to stay in it for the sake of my kids. And yet on the other hand, another victim may leave for those very set of reasons. They're leaving because they don't want their children to go through what they've gone through. They're leaving because they don't want their children to have a lesser quality of life than they did. They're leaving because of the fact they understand that the burden is too great and the risk of life has escalated. So there are a number of reasons a person might leave an abusive relationship, and there's a number of reasons why they may stay. So the question tonight, and I'm praying that we will have some callers that uh, have been, uh, uh, who are now survivors of domestic violence, uh, who have had to uh, leave, and perhaps they can share their testimony and what went into them leaving an abusive relationship. Let's make it perfectly clear. An abusive relationship is that. Abusive relationship goes deep. It, uh, it oftentimes creates a spirit of fear in a way with the victim that the victim doesn't feel safe leaving. The victim doesn't feel safe inside a relationship. So uh, what they do is they find themselves but, you know, biding time, hoping that a door will open, are looking for that right time to leave, looking for that time they can leave and have the support that they need. And that brings us to so many things here because in this day and time with so many people out there, so many organizations out there, uh, specifically I'll speak of churches that are out there, have you ever thought about what position have you taken on either side of the, of the aisle here? What have you done? Or you, have you positioned yourself for, to be there for a person who may be a victim of domestic violence? What do you have? Do you have pamphlets? Do you talk about it at all? Is there any type of a, if there any type of a, if you would, uh, is there any type of a provision that is made for a person who may be in an abusive relationship who's trying to escape it? Have you looked deep into yourselves and thought about the fact, have we been a voice to them? Have we listened to their cry? Have we attended to their children? Have we even considered the fact of their plight? Or have we simply gone about our business believing so much that this would this shouldn't be happening, so therefore it's not happening. Have we deceived ourselves for so long thinking that domestic violence doesn't happen even in our places of worship? Reality is that it does happen in our places of worship, and it happens a lot more often than we are ready to admit. Because for some strange reason, we continue to believe that this should be happening, and therefore we block it out as if it's happening. It is almost like us feeling like the fact that, look here, we know domestic violence is real, but guess what? We almost treat it like it's a story of Sasquatch. Or it's a story of the abominable, abominable snowman. And so, therefore, we've heard it a long time, but we don't want to believe it because, in fact, we know there's an element of fiction, or we like to believe there's an element of fiction inside of it. Well, people wake up. People are hurting every day. Domestic violence doesn't discriminate against people regardless of their race, their gender, their color, their economic class, their orientation. It doesn't matter about their faith. It is happening more than you care for it to happen. One of the things I mentioned earlier as we're in the season of commencement ceremonies and graduations and there are people that are finishing up high school and there are those that are finishing up college and there are those that are also on their way to college and on their way to high school. And let me say something to you. There's a very vulnerable period there. There's a very, very compromising period there for many people going off to college, young ladies who find themselves with their first real dose of freedom, 
not under mother and dad's rule, not up under the roof anymore. And therefore, the, mm, the sweet smell of freedom, the sweet sound of freedom sounds so great. And oftentimes, as a result, when they begin to explore and they begin to meet new people and they seem great. After all, we're in college now, and now we're at a place of higher learning. And now with people that I know that think right, only to find themselves in very compromised and controlling situations. The many victims that I've talked with, many survivors that I've dealt with that experienced their first abuse while they were in college. They experienced their first form of physical abuse while they were in college studying in a place of higher learning. The abuse, the control, being away from home only compounded the situation. Oftentimes, relationships started off as something that was something out of a fairy tale, out of a novel, only to turn out to be abusive, controlling, and demeaning. Oftentimes, long before they were ever beat up, they were beat down. They were beat down by words, words of degradation, words of cruelty, words of swearing and threats, words that threaten their very being in their mental, in their mental uh, comfort zone, words of anguish, words that malign them in every sort of way. Think about that complex situation. Now, being a college student away from home, and now I'm at a place of higher learning. I remember everyone sending me off and wishing me best of luck and everyone believing that I would come back great, and the first thing I encounter is the fact of an abusive relationship. Embarrassment sets in. Unbelief sets in. Confusion sets in. Where do I turn? Who do I tell? Do I tell anyone at all? After all, who would believe me? Come on, you're smarter than that. That's what they're afraid of hearing. Somebody will say, I know you're smarter than that. Didn't you see it coming? Boy, if those questions sound like they're demeaning to you, believe me, they are. Because to a victim, those are just re-victimizing questions or re-victimizing statements. Reality is that abuse and abusive relationship comes in many forms. And it comes in many different ways. See, sometimes the very quest for this freedom that we want become the very net for an abusive relationship. Wanting to make my own decisions, wanting to carve out my own path. Oftentimes, finding myself in the hands of the charmer, finding myself in a situation where I am being challenged on every hand. Abuse is that. It is a pattern of behavior that seeks to control you, to intimidate you, terrorize you, to mentally break you down to put you in a place where you are at your very lowest. And that is the reason why we must raise the awareness as it relates to domestic violence, that we cannot afford to keep silent about it. Now listen, no one really wants to come forth and say, I'm a victim. No one wants to even admit that they've been a victim. But understand that silence hides violence. Silence hides violence. And as a result, we perpetuate violence more and more in our society, and we have the next generation to think of to think about what they have witnessed, to think about what they have heard, to think about what they have been a part of. It is imperative that we speak out against this type of violence and understand leaving the abusive relationship is not always as easy as it sounds. But when it's necessary, the victim does make that move. And when they make that move, it's so important for each and every one of us to be out there, to be out there to hear them, to be out there to listen to them, to be out there to, to um, 
to hold their hand and to be out there to be a sense of support to them. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's the way you reach us. We have a caller in the line here. Question or comment here. Uh, last numbers ending in seven one five five. Ending in seven one five five. Good evening. Welcome to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Uh, good evening, Pastor Jay. This is Diane from Destiny by Choice. Hey, Diane. First so of all, glad to have you on with us. I'd like to thank you for your subject. Because I have been a victim of domestic violence. I was married for eight years, and for seven of those eight years, my husband alienated me from my family. He did everything and anything and everything he could. And I took it because the way I was brought up was like it was your wifely duty. You didn't speak about it. You know, the husband was allowed to do certain things to you, and you didn't say anything about it. And it took for him to threaten to do something to one of my girls for me to, to make a move to get out of there. And it is so it was so hard for me to be able to talk about this for years. But I felt found out that by me speaking on it, it helped somebody else to keep them from having to go through this. Absolutely. And, and let me say this. Good with you. Well, Diana, I thank you for calling, and I want you to stay right there because what you just said means so much. And I want people to hear this because when you have survivors like yourself that are that 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 are courageous enough to share their stories of what's happened, it is a teachable moment for so many, but it's also a healing moment for you because, as yes. you say, the more you the more you tell that story, the more the more freedom you get and the more peace that comes out of it. In the seven out of eight years you were in this abusive relationship and I wanna just I wanna just dissect it and, and go along with me. Because oftentimes when people look at this subject matter, they don't understand the dynamics that are going on. And so many times a person can be bound by their upbringing, by their by their spiritual belief, by what the value system is. And we have had a code, I call it the silent code, that have existed so long, especially among people of color. Things like what what what, what you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. Exactly. Or we feel Exactly. So you experienced that type of thing there because although it was going on, somehow or another, underneath there was that 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 the man had some type of right. He had a right in form of position uh, to be able to do certain things to his spouse, and the spouse' rightful response was to just go along with it. And so that set of belief yes. system totally compounded the situation. But then you made another point. And that's just what I'm hoping that uh, everyone that's listening via, via Internet or via uh, uh, by uh, the line, telephone line here, is that you said that it was only when he then began to threaten to hurt the children that that became your exit. I yes. want you to, if you could hold on to right on the other side of this little short break, I want you to be able to share with them what what it was that happened for you that said this has got to this has got to end. I got to get out of here. Could you hold on? I'm so glad that you're with us today. Uh, right on the other side of the break, Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. Right on the other side, we're going to be with our caller Diane as she's sharing about that moment, that defining moment in which she. I've got out of that abusive relationship. Hold on, folks. Right after the break, I'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Hope and the Healing, a journey to wholeness.
Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call Jay at 323-784-9638. J.R. Thicklin, the soul of America Radio and its staff and family, encourage you to please let someone know if you're going through a domestic violence situation. If you know someone that's going through a domestic violence situation, please don't stand by and let it just happen. We simply cannot afford to tolerate this any longer. Call 800-799-7233, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-7233. It is your business. J.R. Thicklin at his Facebook group, which is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Check him out. Above life, above your circumstances, you can soar. The one and only Sword. Give us a call at 323-784-9638. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. Of how he treated 
treated the woman. It was part of that whole submission code. And let me say this before I go there. Submission is not a bad word at all, but the misuse of it has made it something very dangerous. But here's the point that we left off at, is that what is it that finally was the uh, the tipping point that caused her to get out of that abusive relationship? Diane, thank you so very much. Share with us if you would. You're welcome. Well, um, prior to my marriage, I had been sexually abused by my, what I thought was my father, who turned to be my stepfather from the age of 12 to my senior year in high school. The particular night that made me decide to get out of there was that he wanted to do something sexually to me that my stepfather used to force me to do, and he knew all about the situation, and I didn't want to do it. And he said, in passing, if I can't get it from you, I'll get it from your daughter. What is she? Um, 11 now. And when he said that, I knew what I had gone through, and I wasn't about to put my kids through it. So I, the next morning, I just got up like I was going to church because my grandfather was having a, they were having a memorial service for my grandfather at the senior that morning. We just left him with the clothes on our backs and never went back because oh I was determined not to allow my kids to be a part of any of what I had gone through. Wow. You know, and I think that the abuse that I received as a child had a lot to do with me staying in that marriage and receiving the abuse from my husband as well. Absolutely. You bring up a very important point because, in fact, and I hope that so many that are listening tonight is taking note because, you know, and, and definitely my heart goes out to you when you think about the abuse. I mean, the sexual abuse, uh, the molestation that happened to you as a child, and you said from the age of 12 uh, throughout your senior year, that's a long period of time. And, and this is what we have to understand is that abuse has such a far-reaching impact. In this way here, not only did it violate you as a child, but mentally, and psychologically, yes. the fact of you even feeling like, for whatever reason, this is what you deserve or this is what was your lot, and now to begin to see it being played out in your adulthood and then the threat of it happening to your child, that was a natural defense mechanism that kicked in uh, for you that said, no way, I refuse to let my daughter go through what I have gone through. Hey, you made it a yes, because I have leave. three daughters. Wow. My God. And you made a decision to leave that morning. And, and here's something I want them to hear. Because you said that you basically, you guys got up almost like your routine was to go to church. And you were going exactly. to your. Yeah, so you was going to the memorial service there. Had you thought out what was your next step? Or at that at that point, no. you were just saying, God, if I could just get out of here. Uh, uh, you know, my, I knew my, I wasn't my, coming back. Wow. I didn't and know so, where I was going, but I just knew I wasn't going back there. Wow, wow. And that so, morning, he had, like, um, three $100 bills on the dresser and uh, nothing smaller. And I'm not a material person. And I just took one of the $100 bills and left. And when I got to church, I called the girlfriend of mine and asked her if me and the girls could come and stay with her. And she said, yeah. And wow. um, that was a done deal. Wow. Was the girlfriend in that vicinity, or were you concerned about him coming to no. look for you or finding you? Or, or well, he didn't point? know where she lived. Right. Good he hadn't that. known where she lived. He, he followed me at one time, and um, because I did go by the house to pick up some things for the girls when I thought he was at work, and one day he just happened to be in there hiding out, and when I left there and jumped in the cab, he followed me, 
And when I realized he was behind me, I ran into the apartment and called the cops, and they came and got us and took us out of the neighborhood. My. But I knew I wasn't going back under no circumstances. And as that journey went on there, you know, and, and this, and I, and, I, and I say this, and I thank you for sharing, because so many don't understand the dynamics of, of being in an abusive relationship. And for a victim who has children who are dealing with these things here, it is a bold move. It is a, it's a move that definitely is a move of faith, but it's a move of necessity because now you're concerned about these three girls. You're thinking about, you know, where do I go next? How, you know, how do we get situated? What will be, what is our fate? And you, you didn't have time to think about all that. You just simply no, knew I that didn't. you had to leave there. And, 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 exactly. and to a certain degree, it was a step of faith saying, God, if you get me out of this, I'll just keep That's going. That's what I did. I just prayed and asked God to please order my steps. Help me to help my girls. That's all I kept doing was praying. And somehow or another, he did it. And God got you out of that situation there, and, and therefore yes, he did. He, it, was your, it was your determination to not allow that cycle to continue on inside of the life exactly. of your children. And I commend you for that. And, and I want to say to someone out there listening right now that if you don't get out of it for any other reason, get out of it for the sake of your children. Get out of it. In that cycle. Don't put yourself through this any longer. Don't allow your children to go through this any longer. I encourage you, you know, to reach out. Help us there, you know. You know, there's a scripture that says, you know, if I could just make my way to the sanctuary, and there's another one that says, I was mm-hmm. glad when they said it to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And although the that Lord, was the, yes, yes, that was a meeting spot for you. That was a place of safe haven, even if it was only for that moment there, because it got you from out of the presence of uh, uh, of the abuser, and then began to move on with your life. Wow. Exactly. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. And so when you share now with others, others, and, and I'm, I'm just going to ask you, you know, to speak to someone today that may be out there that that is listening today that could be in an abusive relationship, and 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 and, and they don't know which way to turn, or they don't think they can do it, or uh, they feel like they have to have everything in order before they leave. What would you say to them? I would tell them that it is by no means easy. But after you take that first step, it gets easier. And when you talk about doing it for the kids and staying in certain situations because of kids, you don't, you'd be surprised how much it affects the kids because they know exactly what's going on. They see it and they hear it. And it hurts them. Even if they've never been hit, they, they feel every hit. They see everything that goes on. And it hurts them physically and mentally without them being hit at all. So if you're going to do anything, if you love your children, please do something to help them. If you don't want to help yourself, help your children. Wow. You heard it there. I call it a call in today. Sister Diane, I thank you so much. I hope that you can continue to listen with us today. Uh, stay on the line if you can with I us. I will. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Eric code three That's the way you can reach us. You can hit the number one on the keypad, and uh, Diane is going to stay. On, she's going to stay in the queue with us here, and perhaps you're there if you have a question or comment, or even if you'd like to ask her a question today. Uh, just hit the number one on your keypad. That'll let our engineer know that you want to be on the airway, and we'll be gladly uh, to put you on the air. I, I want you to hear this today, people. I hope that you're hearing well 
as she talked about, that that is a journey. Sometimes we have to break the cycle of violence, the cycle uh-huh. of abuse in our lives. And unfortunately, what we've dealt with is so many times in our cultures, and and not I'm not just going to say in, in the African American culture or another culture, but it happens all over within every culture. But one of the things, the code of silence. The code of silence have held so many of us hostage and so many of our people hostage for years. And it's a subject yes. that we don't want to talk about in the church. It's a subject that we, we, we refuse to talk about seemingly, that we avoid. And we have generations after generation. And oftentimes it's a third generation before someone begins to speak out and talk about the fact that, uh, you know, that uh, they were uh, molested by an uncle. They were molested by a father, they were molested by a stepfather, or they were molested by a brother, or, or by a neighbor. And so all of these things, I continue to say, silence, silence, hides violence. Our silence perpetuate the issue, perpetuate the problem, and we cannot afford to be uh-huh. in that position. So as a people, we've got to find a safe haven. For her, the meeting at the church was the place to get out of it. But my real question now is the fact, will we be the safe haven that we need to be? See, until we address these issues on every front, from the White House to the outhouse, from the schoolhouse to the church house, from your house to my house, until we address these situations, this issue continues and we see the impact that happened. It scars people's lives. It scars their their future. It scars the way they see themselves, and oftentimes feeling that they are deserving of this and nothing better. But I speak a word today, and I speak a word to those of you that are listening today, and perhaps you have been in an abusive relationship, and perhaps you're in one now. But I speak a word over your life today, and I say to you that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made by the hands of the Lord and marvelous of those works, and that God has created you with value, with purpose, and he's created you with purpose, for purpose, and on purpose, and that which have happened to you is not your fate. That which has happened to you is not that which is defining you, but that which has happened to you, that as as, 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 as gruesome as it was, and as and as, 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 as atrocious as it might have been, God will take it and use it for your good. And I'm saying to you that strength comes to you tonight. Strength comes to each and every one of you that are listening. Strength come to you. Comfort come to you. Power come to you. Wisdom come to you. And that, that, that as you begin to receive that, that the healing process begin, that the healing process begin, listen, that you will be healed, that God will invade your yesterday, and that he will heal your wounds and heal your bruises and heal your rejection and heal your abandonment and heal all of those things inside of you that you may have a new beginning because only he is able to cause you and I to begin again. And you can begin again tonight. I'm so glad that you all are listening. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. Hit number one on your keypad, and uh, we'll know that you want to be with us. And stay tuned with us. Wrath the break. We'll be right back. Thank you once again for listening to Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'll see you on the other side of this break.
healing, a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soar. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody you can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thickler right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. time as we have been talking about leaving. How do we leave? And the challenges of leaving an abusive relationship and what lies ahead and, and what are those dynamics, those things that are that per, that makes it a very complicated situation and we're so grateful to our caller Diane who took the time to share with us about her her situation, her fate, and uh, and that which compelled her to finally get out of an abusive relationship. You can reach me here at area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you can reach us here. And if you desire to have a comment, a question, or uh, you can simply hit the number one on your keypad that lets our engineer producer know that you are want to be on the air and we'll get you on the airway. Now those of you that would like to send your questions or whatever confidentially, you can do so by simply sending it to 
J Sicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J T H I C K L I N at soulofamericaradio.com. And if you would do that, we'll be so glad to get your question on, to get your answer in, or whatever you need us to do tonight. Uh, we'll try to address it tonight. Uh, this is that opportunity to actually open up. And somebody may be out there, you may be a victim, you may be a survivor. But your comment, your testimony will be able to help someone. And perhaps you're there tonight. Amen. Perhaps you know of a, a coworker, a, a coworker, a friend, a neighbor who may be going through a abusive relationship right now. And, and perhaps tonight is just that answer for them. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to reach out. That's what we're here for. You're, uh, and uh, we continue to reach out to you each and every Monday. That's 9 o'clock. That is 9 o'clock, if you would, uh, on the Eastern Time Zone. And uh, we're really uh, looking forward to doing some great things uh, here in the very next uh, few weeks as we continue to uh, reach out to those that have been affected by domestic violence and those that are not only affected by that, but abuse, abandonment, rejection, and all of those things that are going on. And I'm always so glad uh, to know that there are people that are listening, even by Internet. Thank you so much, uh, DJ Jazzman Smooth. I thank you uh, for listening to me all the way from Detroit, Michigan, and I'm always glad to know that you're out there listening and that you are definitely being a resource. You're being a beacon of information to so many that have been impacted by the issues of domestic violence. So once again, area code 323, uh, that's what I was talking about just a second ago. You can reach us right there at area code 323-784-9638. That is one of the ways you can reach us right here on Soul of America Radio. This is Hope and Healing a Journey to Wholeness. Now, so many of you that are listening tonight, uh, you've heard that uh, you've heard the story that was shared earlier by Diane in uh, what really was the deciding point for her. I want to just take a time uh, um, to just address this situation for a second. Uh, the reasons that people stay does vary. We have to understand the impact that those reasons are inside of that. The impact is this, is that when one have been uh, exposed to abuse over a period of time, when one has been exposed not only as an adult but as a child, it definitely affects the way that they perceive themselves, the way they perceive life, the way they perceive the roles of men and women, and so therefore it may not be a quick exit for those type of individuals. Perhaps it is a wait and see. Perhaps it is just getting from up under the burden of feeling like for some reason this is a natural order of life, a natural order of things, but I'm here to tell you it's not a natural order of life. Abuse is not your friend. No one deserves to be abused, and no one deserves to be put in this situation that have absolutely robbed an individual of sometimes their self-esteem and their sense of self-worth. So I challenge you today, I challenge each and every one of you that are listening today to think about the situation. Before you judge someone, before you uh, render uh, some type of opinion uh, negatively, consider the fact that dynamics of abuse varies from person to person. And as a result of that variance, we see so many things that happen. As a result of that variance, people stay for many different reasons. It doesn't mean that the situation is any um, easier. doesn't mean that the situation turns out any better. But what it does mean is the fact is that this issue is uh, so complex that individual doubts 
themselves oftentimes. They doubt what they're doing. They doubt whether to leave or stay. has nothing to do with them being silly or crazy. There's so many situations that goes on. And I hope that so many of you that are listening tonight understand because it's something else. And I want to say this to every man that's out there and every man that may be listening to me today. I want to, first of all, salute every well-meaning man. I want to salute every man that stands on this side and say, look, abuse is, abuse is not acceptable. It is not something that we can tolerate. For every man who says that abuse is not the portion that a woman deserves in a relationship, for every man that will stand and say, I refuse to continue on with abuse, uh, you've got to understand that you are an ally, and I need you to be an ally. I need you to be an ally in this cause to begin to stand up and let's hold our other brothers accountable when it comes to domestic violence. Uh, you know, we've got to do so because when we go back and look at what if it was our sister? What if it was our mother? What if it was our daughter or our niece? Would we still have the same, uh, you know, caviar, uh, very apathetic attitude toward the situation? Uh, what would we be doing? Because we understand the impact that abuse have on any type of relationship. And I commend every man who's been in an abusive relationship themselves and, 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 and found the strength to get out of it, who said to himself that rather than to continue on, rather than being a person who will perpetuate this and retaliate back and forth and reciprocate, I'm going to find myself out of this. Now you say, now, what's the difference? The difference is, the difference is great. Oftentimes, you know, a man's ability to bounce back, a man's ability to establish himself and go forth, oftentimes a lot uh, easier than a woman's. But let's not make no uh, bones about it. When a man is a victim of abuse, it hits him at the very core of who he is as well. Oftentimes, self-doubt, re-examining his own uh, manhood. You know, why is this happening to me? And I just want to say to the brother who, who uh, have gone through that, and who have chosen not to retaliate, let me say I commend you, because oftentimes our value system will trump anything that we're feeling. And if you've been taught, like I was taught, that you don't put your hands on a woman, if you're taught, like I was taught, that you don't abuse in any fashion or form, then those things are always at the forefront of your mind, and you then make your decision from that point on. And that is so important greatly important there. And I'm grateful today because of the fact that, you know, I've had a lifetime and I've had uh, individuals in my life that uh, that uh, that have been uh, not only bright lights, but they've been great friends. And as we have grown up, uh, some of us, you know, we just, we just share some of the same moral codes about life. And we were brought up the way. And that's why I'm so glad my friend that is listening today, DJ Smooth Man out in Detroit. Uh, my God, that's my buddy. That's my brother. We grew up together in Alabama. And I'm always glad because, you know, he was always a fun guy. And he always wanted to make things uh, better around him. He always did. Always was the life of wherever we went. And uh, definitely did not want to see any type of harm come to any uh, any uh, woman uh, whatsoever. So that is an opportunity for each and every one of us to take a lesson from that page book today. Erico 323, that's it, Erico 323-784-9638. That's the way you can reach us. Just hit the number one on your keypad. If you have a question, or you have a question that you'd like to ask or comment, and uh, I think Gloria is still, not Gloria, although I do see Gloria is there on the line, but uh, Diane is still there. She's on, uh, she's on mute and she's holding right now. Um, 
inside of it. But if you have a question or comment, any of you that are out there, you just hit number one on your keypad, and we will definitely like to take in your question. We'd like to address your situation there, uh, even as we're going to our uh, check our email and see what's coming there. Uh, our producer, is there anything over there that we need to see? Uh, there far as other than the comments and thank you very much for your comments out there today. Thank you for those of you that are uh, actually that, that are emailing us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com uh, Thank you so very much because you help keep this alive. You help keep it fresh. You help keep it going. Uh, your opinions matter. Um, just the things that we're talking about right now is so incredibly important, and I don't want us for one moment, not even for one moment, to underestimate the importance of what is being said here tonight in terms of abusive relationship. Now, we've got to be able to heal from this. We've got to be able to move forth inside of it. And my question is, who will be that? Who will be that resource? Who will be that helping hand? In Diane's case, she had a uh, she had a friend girl that she could call, and that friend girl granted them the permission uh, to be able to stay with her. And let me say something to you. Domestic violence, leaving an abusive relationship, is not never a quick fix, never whatsoever. Uh-huh. It, we, they can't tell you how long it's going to be. They don't know themselves. It may be. It could be. It could be days. It could be weeks. It could be months. It could be whatever time. But the thing about it, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So if they make the one step, if they make the one step, then what's so important is the fact that someone is there to hold their hand. And that is the reason why you continue to hear me talk about advocacy. That is the reason why I say that, listen, I have nothing against mainstream organizations, but too many times domestic violence are happening in the very core of our communities, in the core of our neighborhoods, right down in what I call the hood, and too many times services are not there. They're not reaching people that are there, and that's where places like the churches should come in. That's where the fraternities and sororities should come in. That's where the mom and pop store should come in, because we've got to save our neighborhood. We've got to save our children. We've got to save our village, and the only way that's going to happen is that we're going to have to be there so that when people are trying to get out of a abusive relationship, we are there to help them. That is what's so important. Area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That is the way you reach us. Hit the number one on your keypad. We'll be so glad to get your story here. You know, one of the things that uh, Diane talked about earlier, and and, and, and it resonates with me, Diane talked about the fact for her, it was important to stop that cycle that she herself was sexually abused by the man she thought was her father for a period of time, turned out to be a stepfather. But imagine being molested from the age of 12 to the time she graduated from high school. And now, you know, being almost conditioned for this type of abusive relationship. Because understand, a lot of times when people have been abused like that, they are running they're running to something. They can't wait to get out of that situation, but too often they run into the hands of another situation there. And when that type of behavior goes on, it's, it's hard to get out of it. It's hard to get out of it. But once they, once, once they find themselves faced with these type of situations, and the thing that she said that resonated so greatly to me when she talked about the fact that when her, when her former spouse began then to treat her and in, in, in type of uh, performances that she had endured from her stepfather. That's when she realized that this had to stop. It had to end. 
But what was the tilting point is when he says that if you won't do it for me, then I will get one of the girls. I'll get the girl to do it for me. And that was the final straw. You got to hear this tonight. Domestic violence is homegrown. We learn what we live. We live what we learn. That is why we have to break the silence. And that's why when there are people that are survivors that are now speaking out, who are now talking about their ordeal, when they talk about that power and control, the dynamic, see, there's nothing like being violated or being manipulated by people that you esteem or people that you look to for guidance or people that is in position. Listen to me very carefully. That is the reason why, and I pray to God that someone has some leaders on this phone, some preachers are listening to this call by Internet or whatever. Listen to me. The abuse of power is one of the greatest injustices of all, when by your statue or by your title, you yourself inflict harm because of your title. That is an abomination. That is atrocious. We cannot dare put ourselves in that position. Understand, people respect your title. People respect your office. People respect who you are. People respect that your uncle, father, brother, cousin, and they become vulnerable or they become, if you would, trusting of you. And you violate that trust. You injure a person oftentimes for a lifetime. You scar them for a lifetime. We must do better. We must reach out and do better. We've got to do better. It is imperative that we do better. Our families are torn by violence. Our communities are destroyed by violence. Our faith is tested by violence. It's incumbent upon us that we begin to address this violence. Erico 323-784-9638. That's the way you can reach us. This is J.R. Thickland, and you're listening to Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. Uh, if you'd like to join in on the call, just hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be taking your call right on the other side of this break here. Very short break. We'll be right back. Once again, Erico 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. Hit the number one on your keypad. Jay know that you want to speak on the air. 
Also, if you're listening by phone and prefer to listen over the Internet, please go to www.soulofamericaradio.com. Above life. Above your circumstances. You can soar. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. and 
make it a message. He could take your misery and make it your ministry. And that's what he desires to do tonight. Erico 323-784-9638. That's the number you could reach if you'd like to call in or if you'd like to have a comment. Just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets us know that you're there and you desire to speak. And our producer will let us know, and we will get you in the air. We have just about about eight, uh, less than about 15 minutes left on this broadcast on tonight. But I'm so glad that you've joined us. Once again, Erico 323 784 9638. Erico 323 784 9638. Simply hit the number one on your keypad that lets us know that you want to be on the airway tonight. And I will be so glad to get you on tonight. Um, I do think uh, each of you that have shared and just trying to go back and forth here with the uh, producer there, looking at any emails that we've gotten from some of our uh, callers that are listening by way of the Internet. And I appreciate you, um, you know, uh, desiring uh, to send your messages um, and you're sending your message um, uh, through the Internet. And it's kind of interesting as that is coming in uh, through to us. Uh, we're always glad to get those messages. We're always glad to see what's happening. We're always glad to hear from you today because that is so very important. And so inside of all these things that are happening, it is important that we continue to make sure that you have a way, you have a way to find resources, that you have a way to reach out, that you have a way uh, of escape. And that is what is so incredibly important tonight as you listen to us tonight hope and healing a journey to wholeness uh erico 323-784-9638 that is the number uh that you can reach us at now uh we do have a caller uh number in it in 6962 6962 we're so glad to have you you're on tonight with jr thickman hope and healing good evening you're on the air good evening good evening pastor thickman this is gloria hi gloria Um, how are you tonight I'm awesome, and I just wanted, as I've been listening, it's just it's been really powerful this evening, you know. Just um, and uh, but basically, you know, my one of my I had a incident that happened this week. I had a a parent. She came to me, and um, she she just left her significant other, and it didn't um end nicely. She um. She ended up having some stitches in her in her forehead and everything. And then, you know, when she did a police report, the um, the police officer sided with the boyfriend. And wow. you know, and now she's kind of, yeah, now she's kind of like at a loss because she has two children. I mean, she's blessed that she still has her family and she has some place to turn. But you know. How how can she, you know, um, get through this? Because you 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 go, you they, you know, she's going to the police for help, you know, um, but he made it seem as though it was all her fault, <laughs> you know. Nobody, you know, um, they're not looking at both sides of the of the situation. So she was, you know, she was kind of discouraged and. Um, things like that because she has two small children and she doesn't want anything to happen to, you know, to them. Absolutely. So, you know, how can, yeah. Well, here, here's so what I that, would advise. Yeah. I would advise this, mm-hmm. Gloria, you know, and, and um, because 
this happens sometimes. And once again, the life, you know, when a person is a victim of abuse, first of all, we need to mm-hmm. let people know that people didn't sign up for this. This is not something they check mm-hmm. off, of, you know, a box or a checklist and say, you know what, I think I'll be a victim. No, that's not what happens. So oftentimes when a person becomes a victim, they're becoming a victim in a relationship they thought was a trusting relationship, they thought would be a fruitful, helpful, uh, healthy relationship, ends up being this way. Mm-hmm. And so here's the two things I'm going to say about uh, the issue because it's definitely disheartening and it's definitely it's like a blow uh, when a victim does mm-hmm. reach out for help, especially to law enforcement or to clergy or to uh, people, and they end up not getting what they need or they end up being re-victimized or they're blamed for it. And so two things I would say is this. Number one, I would encourage her. Uh, whatever municipality that she stays in, if she's not satisfied with the way that it was handled, this is the procedure. Simply call, ask to speak to the supervisor of that particular unit. Speak to the supervisor. State her case that she was very dissatisfied in the way that this was handled and that she felt that she was re-victimized literally by the police officer, uh, that she did not feel that she was heard thoroughly. That's the first thing I would say in terms of that. Second thing I want to say is this. You know, continuously we have to offer training to law enforcement officers. Not all law enforcement officers are bad, and not even necessarily that this one is bad, but they may not be trained. They may not have gotten the training that they need, especially sensitivity training. Uh, Law enforcement officers are normally trained, uh, if they are trained, they're trained to be able to, uh, number one, be able to determine who was the primary aggressor, to be able to look at the situation, assess the situation uh, uh, before they make a move inside of anything. And you talk about the fact of having two small children and all these things happening and what has been played out. I mean, it's obvious that she's hurt, that she's been injured, and for whatever reason, that officer may not have seen it in that light. Her next recourse Mm -hmm. is to go and uh, request to speak to the supervisor of that unit and then uh, to restate her case and let's get help from that end there. And that's one of the things that that I would suggest that she do. And, Gloria, I have to say this. Mm -hmm. Thank God that you were there. Thank God Mm -hmm. that she, uh, you know, that she found it within herself to open up to you and to share. Mm -hmm. And that's what I say to everyone that's listening to me. Mm-hmm. And that would listen to me. Keep in mind that when a victim does open up and share with you, consider it a place of uh, honor and privilege, and consider mm-hmm. it that this person, for whatever reason, has found some element of trust inside of you, and mm-hmm. do something with it that's valuable. Help make connection. Sometimes connection is as mm-hmm. much as listening to them, believing in them, uh, affirming them, and. That will do it for that stage. The other part you may not be your role. Maybe your role was that, but maybe the next person's role is a role of referral. Maybe it's a role of being able to do these other things. But the main thing is this, be there, listen, because no one wants to suffer through abuse. Definitely not anyone. Go ahead, Gloria. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't want those very good points that you made. I did not want to uh, let that get by us tonight. Yeah, no problem. So uh, inside inside of that, Glory, you know, you, you think about this, and you you can tell that she's disappointed, and she's probably a little bit um, she's got a little bit suspect now of what law enforcement will and will not do for. Her. Yeah. Absolutely. She, um, well, she 
she well she if she did share with me that she was able to get a um temporary restraining order against Good. you know, against them and um and as of, you know, right now he's unable to like pick their child up from school and that that type of thing. But um, wow. you know, that's that's as much as she shared with me so far. Well, I'm so thankful I just, that I you're there. I didn't know that I was. Yeah, I I did, and I let her know that I was here for her, and I you know I shared with her the things that I'm trying to do as far as you know um um within starting my shelter and all of those good things. So hopefully, it doesn't get to that point to where she has to go that way. But so far, so good. She's able. She has her job. She has support. So. And, you know, right now, I believe she's, you know, um, doing okay for the most part. But um, but what's really saddening and what's been heavy on my heart is about, like, the women that don't have any place to go. And then the shelters are so limited. You know, you could you can come, but, you know, the, the age groups of the children, you know, the children are too old. <laughs> They're not allowed to come, and it's just it's it's mind-boggling to me. It is, yeah. and that's the and that's the reason why you know individuals such as yourself, myself, and others, we have to understand, and that's mm-hmm. part of our job. I want to continue to educate our public and educate uh, people, but to understand the dynamics of this. And although yes, there are shelters that are there, but as uh, Glory was alluding to, that uh, many of the shelters uh, do have a criteria uh, inside of it, and and generally they're male male children that are if they're 14 years or older are not allowed into the shelter. And oftentimes uh, you think about a woman who may be coming into a domestic violence situation and trying to find shelter, and, uh, and you know, they approve the kid one, two, and three uh, who might have all been girls or who may have been boys that are under 14, but do not allow the 14-year-old in there. And my, my concern is the fact that do we underestimate how important that 14-year-old is in the life of that, of that mother, uh, that 14-year-old could have been her leaning post, could have been actually her stabilizer inside of that abusive relationship. Uh, it might have been the person who helped her with the others, and now all of a sudden she, as she's looking for help because, in fact, the situation has escalated too much, she's being told that that person could not come, that son could not come. And that's where we have to do things to eradicate those type of uh, barriers and begin to do the work that's going to make the greatest difference. And, uh, Gloria, I'm sure that you will. Uh, we will continue to work very closely with you and making sure that this becomes a reality. And I'm always so glad to have you uh, to chime in on the show because of the fact um, not only your own experience but your experience in dealing with other people. And, uh, and that's what happens, you know, when you have a heart for this. I believe that God uses us as an angel, as a light to someone who may be in a dark place. So once again, thank you so much, Gloria. Thank you. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. We only have about actually about three or four minutes on. If you'd like to get in on this last uh, go round for the day, hit the number one on your keypad, and I'll get you in. And I'll be so glad to uh, entertain your call, your question, or your comment today. 
That's how you can reach us. And as I'm waiting on your call, I just want to say, for those of you that may be following us on Facebook, let me give you, there's a couple. I have two pages, actually three pages on uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, definitely uh, you can reach us at uh, Domestic Vows. It is your business. That is our group page there. Uh, there we post a lot of different things. We're dealing with domestic violence, uh, uh, different articles, uh, different little things there. Uh, others are able to post their statements or comments there. But then we have uh Destiny by Choice 2, that's the Roman numeral 2, Destiny by Choice, the Roman numeral 2, Destiny by Choice Fellowship. That is a uh, great site on Facebook. It's a place of refreshing. It's an oasis of just refreshing, uplifting, a place that you can go always posting things positive there, talking about getting your day off to a great start. It's a place where we really pray for one another and keep one another lifted. And so I invite you to go there. Uh, we have great administrators. Uh, Diane was on uh, with us earlier. She's still there uh, in the queue uh, listening. She's one of our administrators. I'm so glad to have Nick, uh, who's always listening, who's such a uh, tremendous individual. Uh, she's one of our administrators, and we have several others that are there. But it's a great place to go to. And, of course, uh, you can reach me on Facebook at J. A-Y-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N. You can reach me there on Facebook as well, and it's a great place to be. And I just want to encourage you today that as you're listening to recognize the fact that you can be an oasis to someone. You can be a guiding light to someone who's in darkness even now. So as you are going forth, I want you to understand that there is no excuse for abuse. 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-7233. That's the national hotline uh, addressing the issue of domestic violence. Listen, you can still reach me even after the show is off at jthicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J T H I C K L I N at soulofamericaradio.com. And you can reach us there. And our time is just about gone, but we're so glad that you've joined us. Join us on next week. I know it's Memorial Day, but we're going to have a very special show. You don't want to miss it. And I, as always, I'm praying for you that are out there. God, we thank you, our Father, that for those that are listening tonight, for those that have been impacted by abuse, by abandonment, by rejection, by sexual assault, by spiritual abuse, those, Lord God, that have been uh, been left out, that have been been left, who have been abandoned by loved ones, those that have had a loss, a loved one, we pray tonight for their strength and for their healing. We pray tonight for every caller and every listener that have listened and have tuned in, that their lives will not be the same. God, allow the healing process to begin. Heal them from the inside out. I thank you that even now, God, that as you strengthen them in their inner man, in their inner, in their inner being, that they will not be the same. I thank you, God, for lifting them on a higher plane tonight. I thank you tonight that someone will find the strength and will find the strength, God, to get up and to get out of an abusive relationship. Thank you that someone will be a bridge to someone who's trying to just simply make the connection to a better life, to safety. Now, God, we give you glory and we praise you because we know that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keeps our heart in our mind through Christ Jesus. So even as we are about to start off tonight, we pray, God, that even now that your angels are encamped about each and every one that are listening to this broadcast on the night, and we give you glory and we give you praise. We thank you for our safety. Every assignment of the enemy is canceled, and we pray your favor over our lives. 
In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so very much for listening tonight to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. Join us here next week, same time. Until that time, this is J.R. Sickman. Good night.